0: Welcome to Sales Paradise, episode 31. Today we're going to be talking to Marcus Chan, really interesting guy. Um, His parents both were Chinese immigrants and he's really made something of himself. And we are specifically going to be talking about how a sales rep can get to that next level. So stay tuned. But you know what's funny is all growing up, up until college, I went by Chan. When I got to college, I started going by Chandler, thinking I was going to be the only Chandler in the world. Little did I know, Friends was going to come on and change everything. (laughs) All right, well, welcome back. Uh, You know, as I mentioned before, today we have Marcus Chan. Uh, Marcus, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, I'm excited to be on here from one Chan to another Chan. Yeah. (laughs) It'll have a lot of fun. I know it. Yeah, but
0: you know what's funny is, Uh, I was really excited to have you uh, because you have a a fascinating background. But I first have to start off with, uh, you know, the name of your company, uh, Venti Consulting Group. Uh, Where did that name come from?
1: Yeah, so great question. And I think you'll find it's kind of funny, right? So first off, it turns out all the cool names are already taken, okay? <laughs> all, all the cool names have already been taken, right? And as I was doing Google searches and looking up business names, that was pretty common, right? So, you know, my wife and I were brainstorming, and so we wanted to get more creative. And um, the ven, the Latin-based meaning is to sell, okay? Like if you think like Venmo, right, That's, that means, you know, it's to sell, it's a made-up word, right? So we said, okay, you know what? We love that word Ven what else could we add on there to make it more two syllables, right? Because we like the flow of it. So, you know, we test different ones and we just end up with Bentley. So it, it, it's a made up word. Oh, now so someone ben, yeah, did tell ben me- Lee. I'm sorry, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Bentley. Now someone did tell me in a different language it means something positive, which I, I was very happy to hear. So, oh, yeah. uh, but you know, it's, it's, it's a word that I thought we had made up for the company name, but really uh, we wanted something that was simple, that flow, that sounded really good and easy to remember as a result. So that's where the name came up with nothing crazy it wasn't based off you know a kid or anything just simply a latin-based word that we modified a little bit to make it flow for our business
0: well i like it because i i can relate to that as far as um you know just trying to come up with names and you're trying to come up you know make sure is the domain available and um and it's unbelievable how it seems like things that you would never think are already taken they
1: are you know (laughs) right like everything i'm like huh i guess i'm not as creative as i thought i was
0: (laughs) yeah that's that's like even um with my daughter, we were um, going through different um, profile names for uh, the, the game Roblox and things that we never thought were taken. You know, it's,
1: it's unbelievable. Yeah, you're like, let me add the on the front. Let me add A in the front. Let me add something on the back end. Like, okay, now it's getting too complex. Let's just simplify it. Well, you know,
0: um, uh, I know that you've been in sales for quite a while and, and you've helped quite a few different sales reps. Let me just start off by just even asking, how did you get into sales?
1: Yeah. So uh, I kind of stumbled into it, right? Like, when, uh, when I first like, you know, I was about to graduate um, and I was pretty fortunate, it was 2007 at the time. And, uh, you know, I'd actually interviewed a few different companies. And I was fortunate to have a few different job offers. A couple were sales roles, a couple were like, you know, analyst roles, I really didn't know what I was gonna do. And that was like, I think a lot of college kids kind of same way. Um, now, uh, I was already doing the internship at the company I was already at, and they had a brand new division where it was basically, is a startup division where it was, it was as, as an outside sales rep. But really, the objective was to build this business up into something great. And to me, that was really appealing, right? To be a pioneer of building something from scratch. So uh, I jumped into it, not thinking I was really in sales, but really more so of a, I'm a builder. I'm going to build something, right? And of course, like, you know, once I jumped into it, uh, I was absolutely terrible <laughs> and struggled, <laughs> right? Now, fortunately, I had to figure it out, but it was, that was my first like, step into sales and, it took several years of me even, uh, you know, doing doing the role and getting promoted several times where it probably took five years for me for me to be able to admit I was in sales. And it seems strange, but I had that stigma that maybe people tied it to where, when people say, hey, what do you do? And I'm like, oh, I'm in sales. And they look at me kind of sad, but like, oh, what do you really want to do? <laughs> right? Yeah. So it took me a while to get to that point. Uh, and of course, when, when you have success over time, you eventually start developing a lot of pride towards it, right? That's what happened. Once I started having more and more success, it compounded. And after five or so, six, five or six years, I'm like, you know what? I am in sales. I love I love being in sales. And that's when I really truly admitted. But I I got into sales, not intending to go into sales. It just ended up being that way.
0: What were you um, like when you were in college? What were you thinking? Like, was there some type of dream that you you had, like to
1: be an astronaut or? Shoot. I mean, I, I mean, frankly, I didn't, I, my parents wanted me to be an accountant, uh, a lawyer, a doctor or a pharmacist. I didn't do any of those. Or an engineer. I didn't do any of those things. Right. And, um, and I actually, before I applied for my, you know, the, the college, I'd actually filled out my application for the architecture program. So I thought I was going to be an architect, but then I did internship or job shadow for a couple of days, hated it and went undeclared. And it's all kind of going through bit. I, I took the business courses, like, I, like, I, like as a fallback, and just kind of fell into, I really didn't know. I mean, I was like, I really had no idea, you know, um, just growing up, like we grew up really, really, poor and my dad had a restaurant. So that was the kind of the world I kind of knew of. So I'm like, okay, now I'm, I'm doing something like that or, you know, maybe like I'll, you know, I don't know, like, you know, go work for a company and just kind of work my way up, you know. And that's where when I worked for the, for the company when I graduated, I saw the opportunity to, you know, build my way up and have a career path. Like I'm like, maybe, maybe eventually I'll be a manager or a director or a VP or an exec, you know it was more of a pipe dream to be an exec in the company, but didn't, I didn't see it as feasible, you know, cause I hadn't, you know, heard of anybody who could do it, like, you know, do the way, you know, to, to do it from, start from nowhere. So um, only as I got older and more, you know, I learned more about, you know, myself and other people heard more stories, I realized it is possible to build a career uh, if you do it the right way.
0: Well, you know, what's funny too, is um, a lot of people don't realize how much problem solving is actually in sales. And- um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a skill set that you learn, but it's also an art. But, um, but you mentioned about also just the opportunity to, you know, to advance and everything. And that was one of the, um, you know, the main things we wanted to talk about today is, is uh, you know, there's a lot of people that get into sales and I've, I've dealt with this as well, where that's the big question is like, even if you become a really good salesperson, you win awards, um, there's really a disconnect in, okay, well, how do you actually get promoted or move up the ladder? Yes. Yes. yeah so what what do you i know that you've also um you know written on this as well like what are your thoughts on that just uh, let's go ahead and start talking about that then
1: yeah totally and i love that right and i love this topic because you're right uh we don't talk about it enough i mean you don't learn about it in college you know you don't you don't really learn about most companies actually most companies don't even tell you really uh most of them don't and they show you a path as well and you're spot on where most people you know when they like you know, when they start working in sales or even even if they've been in sales for a while they are under the impression that if they have great results they win you know tons of awards you know presence of club pinnacle awards diamond or whatever awards a company has that they'll get promoted now that's a huge misconception right now you do have to get results that's definitely important right yeah. and like well i think what, what people have to understand too is like if you want to get promoted you have to be intentional about getting promoted now can people you know just kind of naturally fall into promotions yeah that can happen but if you want to be intentional, you can find a way to do it, right? Um, you know, for example, you know, I got promoted 10 times in 10 years, not by accident, but because I got super intentional. Okay. And it starts off with, I'll say number one, first off, you have to excel in your job. I mean, that's kind of obvious, but like you have to excel in your job. And you have to produce great results. So you have to you have to be known as what they can depend on, you know, because it's really hard to promote someone who can't do the job. So that's step one, okay. And then on top of that, of doing your job, you what you want to think about is think about all parts of your job, even the things you don't like to do, right? Let's just say, for example, let's just say you hate doing CRM, okay? Like, But you want Does to be a CRM. like to one do thing. it? <laughs> right, right? I mean, nobody loves CRM, okay? No one loves putting in data. I get that. I hate doing CRM, right? I get that, right? So, but you have to do things that you don't like to do, you know, to show you are a good you know, company person, you toe the company line. So if it well, there's stuff like that too, if there's initiatives and things are going on, right. For example, sometimes I hear, you know, I, some organizations run a lot a lot of contests and some reps are like, oh, contests overload and they complain about contests. Well, yeah, maybe if you feel that way, I get that. But like, how can you utilize the contest as a way to showcase yourself to excel and own that contest, right? To lead other people, right? So really just, any any area that they want you to excel in, you want to make sure you do a great job with, and that means like you know showing up on time, showing up to meetings, having good paperwork. If your boss says do this report, do it properly. Be intentional about it, right? Don't don't be sloppy. And yeah, and when you have that mindset, just that ownership, that changes how you run your business. And that's like that's like the minimum expectation just to like even put yourself in a position. All right, does that make sense so far? Yeah. Oh yeah. Cool. So that that's like. For most part, most people uh, do about half of what I just said. They get the results, but they're not really good about everything else, all right? And, and, it, and let me back up. It doesn't mean you have to fall blindly because sometimes people think, okay, well, why don't agree with this policy? I don't wanna fall blindly. Well, that's okay if you don't agree with the policy, but what could you do instead? Could you pull aside your sales leader and have a conversation and have an open conversation to learn more about it and just get on the same page? So now you are learning to be a better you know, leader and, a, and an influencer on your team versus just saying, well, hey boss, I hate that concept, why are we doing that, right? So you're not challenging it, you're just opening the dialogue. So it's, it's a very different way of thinking, okay? Now, the second thing you wanna do is you also want to take a look at what future roles you wanna be in. Now, if you're working in a really small company, obviously you can have less opportunity, right? And obviously the bigger the company, the more opportunity you have. But you wanna take a look, what are, what what roles and opportunities are there ahead of you? and but more importantly, what interesting? What do you? What role do you want to be in? And I would say not just your next role, but I'll look two, three le- levels above. And the reason I say that is because at the end of the day, you will have to develop different skills for every single level, right? It's kind of like if you're running a marathon, you don't want to see where the next mile marketer is. You want to see ahead as far as you can, right? So you can plan that run so you don't burn all your energy out, all right? So when you start looking ahead two, three roles ahead, then you can say, okay, you know what? I now know I want to do. I was called maybe uh, I want to be. A, I don't know a sales director making something. Up. You want to be a sales director? Great. Once you know that, now you want to uncover. Hey, what are the skills you need to excel in that role? Right, because obviously as different roles progress, you have to develop different skills or different roles progress, you have to develop different skills. So you can't assume if you were a great salesperson, you can be a great sales director, right? Or maybe you want to be a branch manager or whatever role you want to go into. You can't assume that, okay? So you have to understand, okay, what skills that role require? Oh, you know what? It's a remote leadership role. I need to manage remotely. Well, okay, not before. So now once you uncover those skills and what you could do as well is making sure, making sure you talk to a, a current existing person in that role and uncover yeah. what skills did you wish you had? You know, what skills do you use the most right now, right? And start working on that, right? And that means that maybe it's taking courses, maybe it's getting a mentor, maybe it's you know, doing online development, maybe it's, you know, getting a mastermind group, you know, but taking, taking your career into your own hands and building your own development plan to get yourself there, and if you are really lucky, you'll have a leader that helps you with it, but most people are not that lucky. Most people do not have someone thinking that way, so you have to own it. And you look at two, three roles, and you start saying, okay, you know what? I wanna be an X role. Okay, I'm, let me talk to this person, uncover, I need to develop one, two, three, four skills. Okay, now I'm gonna build my, plan. I'm, I'm going start working on skills, how am I gonna do that, right? But then on top of that, uh, the next thing you wanna do is you wanna uncover who are all those people if, if, Assuming you have the interview for it, who are all those people that can influence the decision to put me in, that ne- in my next role? All right. Yeah. So, for example, let's say you want to be a sales director, so you know you have to be a sales manager first, right? Okay, cool. Like, who are all the people along that chain that can really influence it? You know, like you know, think th- you know, up and down, but also laterally and also below. So, in all the right too
0: for like salespeople, that should be a skill set that helps them just in their regular job anyway. Because it's almost like you're looking to see who 100%. all the decision makers or gatekeepers are.
1: That's exactly it. That's, that's all it is. It's literally a sales process. Yeah. So you uncover who all the primary decision makers are and you just make sure you're not brown-nosing by any means, but you make sure you get to know them and, and understand what are they looking for in those roles. And that's super vital, right? And in um, all levels. And then um, you may also uncover other key skills you must develop as a result. Maybe you're not very good, let's call it, with reading numbers, like income statements, financial statements, et cetera, you know? That's okay. Can you start working and developing those skills now so when that promotion opens up, you're ready to go, all right? You know, and then from there, as you are developing your skills and you're progressing and you're you're starting to do some of the responsibilities and things that you don't get paid to do, but it's for your future roles, right? Then you can start showcasing those skills, Okay, and that's really, really important, right? To start doing those things the future roles require that you don't get paid for. Because if you do more than what you get paid to do right now, you'll eventually get paid more for what you actually don't even need to do. That's just what happens. So you can start planning ahead and just working on those skills and developing. So say for example, you want to be leading people. All right, that doesn't mean you're starting a team underneath you, right? But on your sales team, could you start coaching the new rep and developing them? right? Could you help the team out? Could you go to your sales leader and say, hey, listen, how best can I support you? Hey, what key initiatives can we roll out? How can I best help you lead our team to the next level, right? How can I help this person who's struggling? What would you like them to do? So you are doing these things to showcase you can take on more. You're showing initiative, you're showing drive. And then on top of that, you want to make sure you are um, marketing what you are doing, making sure it's fully transparent what you're doing, not in a braggadocious way, but in a way that showcases that you you take it very seriously. So for example, here's a really simple way. Let's just say you meet with that sales director. You uncover some really key skills, okay? And in those key skills, they say we want you to learn about remote leadership making something up. Rem- yeah. Remote leadership. You say that's a great skill to learn. Okay? And you find some courses, right? Or you find like a you know, conference to go attend and you go to that conference, probably virtual as today's, you know, filming, right? So <laughs> you go to a virtual conference and you learn about this, and you learn some key things, right? How great would it be, right? Is let's just say a month later, you shoot a note over to that sales director, right? And say, hey, listen, I just want to let you know that meant a lot to me, you sit down with me. And uh, I, I, I actually went in, out of my own pocket, I attended this virtual conference and I learned these key, you know, I learned you know, these three key takeaways, you know? Just want to give you a quick, a quick update it, or what are your thoughts on that? And now you're like, whoa, they're like, whoa, holy crap this, this guy or gal is taking initiative to do that. Right. You know, and that's one really simple example, or maybe perhaps it's about leading people. So, you know, you coach, you know, you coach someone on your team and they're maybe they're struggling to book appointments on the phones. And after you, you work with them a little bit and they get some results. Okay, cool. Like shoot them a little note and CC your manager on it. Right. You know, Hey Chan, great job. Uh, you know, uh, you know, like great job booking, like three appointments this morning. I love that you execute what we talked about and you, and you 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 made a you, you execute and you got the results. Awesome job. So you're doing a kudos more so to recognize them, but you're subtly also showing, <laughs> hey, you know what? I took some of your feedback and I'm coaching people on my team now, right? I'm doing it, you know. And of course, all those things. You must do consistently. You can't, be, you can't be like, I have these meetings with my director and sales manager and, and they told me to do X, Y, and Z. And I did it one time that week after and I, I fall off. doesn't matter. You do it consistently, right? And when you do it consistently like that, that shows you are, um, you know, you're coachable, that you're open to learn, you have initiative, you have drive, right? And then of course, like, it's like, wow, you know what? Like when that position opens up, they're thinking about you. They're thinking it's about you. It's almost like
0: you've... You've invested the time to brand yourself that way, you know, for people to see, start seeing you that way. And that way, like you say, when it opens up, it's not a matter of, okay, I wonder who could do this. It's a matter of, okay, this person has already been proving it and it's part of their DNA.
1: 100%. And yeah. to take it even the next level, right? This is like super ninja, right? <laughs> you uncover literally any problems that you are having or your boss is having and you create systems to solve it. Right? And I'll give you a really simple example, okay? So, um, you know, my last company, um, you know, I I started with, right? Um, Before I started my own company, you know, uh, I became, so most people, it takes about three to five years to become a sales manager. I did it in nine months. That doesn't really happen in that company, right? I mean, I became a director, so most people to become a director in that company takes about usually about nine to 10 years to become a director in the last company. I did in four and a half years. and what I did was I would find areas to solve problems for everyone, not just me, but for everyone. So here's, here's a really simple example. So as a sales rep, I uncovered pretty quickly, um, most people on the sales team didn't know what questions to ask on the sales call. So they'll go into a sales call, take notes on their yellow pad, and ask some crappy questions, not progress the deal for lose the deal, whatever. It's, just, it's a terrible discovery meeting, it's just awful. I, I saw it pretty quickly. I'm like, this is, this is like, they're super tenured too. They should do better than this. So I'm like, yeah. okay, you know what I'm gonna do? I built a really simple sheet, right? Where, where I had all my questions on there, I had notes on there. I had things like, it was my, my pre-call plan sheet. I could circle certain things. It's all designed where it would flow in a, in, a, in a very systematic way. I could add follow-up questions to ensure I had all the key parts of my discovery. It took me about an hour to make this sheet super simple. I use it. I called a ton of deals using it. So, I took that tool and I started teaching people how to use it, right? And they started getting results, right? And then I went to my boss and said, Hey, listen, um, I showed a couple people on our team that are getting results. This is what I'm using. Can I teach the team how to do this, right? Taught the whole team, right? Director, my director came in town. I showed my director, right? Check this out. I think this might help everyone else. What do you think? Of course, I help everyone else, right? So, and that's just one simple example. But anytime I, I found an opportunity, anytime I had a problem, I solved it. Was something that was systematic, right? So, for example, as a sales leader, I uncovered other managers struggle to recruit, right? And recruiting and hiring great talent is a key skill as a sales leader, right? They don't talk about it enough. But I had a system that I used on LinkedIn. This is before like LinkedIn Recruiter was a thing or even good. So yeah. I had developed a system on how to systematically generate candidate flows to all my requisitions and allow me to choose the best talent and partially because when I took over the team, it was a dumpster fire, right? <laughs> and I mean, we were understaffed by four when I took the team over. And I, I mean, I hi, I had to hire, um, you know, uh, you know, like 10, I literally did eight to 10 interviews every single week to hire the superstar team I need. I knew it would take it a lot of work to get to that point, but I needed inflow of candidates leads. So I had to build a system for that, right? I, I need to build an outbound and inbound strategy to generate candidates. So I I did that very well my first year. Then I I took this, I turned it into a training and went to my my VP and said, hey, listen, I see these teams on these rankings, they're all understaffed. How about at the next meeting, I teach them my systematic step-by-step way to find candidates. If they do it consistently, they will not be understaffed. It's not easy, but it's simple, right? He's like, of course. So then I went and taught everyone else. Now, notice that I'm influencing up now, right? I'm not waiting for my boss to say, hey, Mark can teach them. I'm saying, hey boss, I want to provide you a leading contribution, right? Because I know, and my, I'm like, I knew. I'm like, he's thinking to myself, himself, hey, when this guy, if this guy's a director, he can teach everyone. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, when anything VP, to make their everyone. job easier. You know, I mean, it's... 100%. 100%, right? So you, when you do those type of things of just excelling in your role, but then on top of that, doing more, providing leading contributions to influence everyone else, you develop the key skill sets for your next role, but you also make sure you suddenly market yourself as well you now become the obvious choice. Because now, like if you think about this, like if I'm going to these, these sales manager, meetings as a sales manager and I'm teaching everyone how to do these things. When that director position opens up in their minds, they're already thinking, well, obviously it's this guy. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, he's got the results. He's shown he can do it. He's teaching everybody. He has a system. He's not a one hit wonder. He's systematically churning consistent results every single time. So now you become the obvious choice. So suddenly, that interview is not an interview; it's a conversation. It's just conversations. It's like, it's like hey, what, like, what questions do you have about the role? <laughs> you know, and you put yourself in a position to go win as a result. And you can do it for any, for any role you want to go into. is the same thing. You can little rich be at any company you're in. The only time you can't do the same thing is if the company is super small and you just have no opportunity to go up. That's the only time. So.
0: All right. Well, let me ask you this then. Um, let's say two people from the same sales team are listening to this podcast right now yes. and yes. they're both going against each other.
1: <laughs> yes. So
0: what? Uh, and they're both implementing everything. Um, yep. uh, what would help someone take it to the next level then? I mean, as far as, um, I guess that's the whole thing. It's, it's, I feel like when you're investing in yourself, there's no guarantee when you invest in anything. But right. even if some, it's still going to progress someone even if they don't get that first shot.
1: Oh, yeah. 100%, but what is, yeah, even even if even if you don't get the, <clears throat> the get, get the role, you'll put yourself in a position because sometimes things happen for a reason, right? So sometimes maybe you're your leader or top of the top and says, you know what, I have a, I have a plan for Shan, not for this role, but for a different role. And that's and that's life too, right? There's um, No, but let's
0: talk about that though. Let's um, because that's a good very good point. Um, yeah. Let's say because uh, not not only as far as like what you mentioned when someone. Pretty much decides what role they want to go after, um, yep. because like even in sales, you've got um, with companies maybe they go into more of a sales operations, maybe they go into sales training oh, or more right. of a, um, a marketing or you know that type of thing. Um, but let's say um, if I'm trying to implement all of these type of things, and I see myself either getting ready to get passed up, up or mm-hmm. maybe even having a conversation with some of your leaders and saying okay. How do you see me? Like, what, as far as my skill set or my abilities mm-hmm. and kind of letting them know this is kind of where I want to go. I, I, what are your thoughts on that? Or do you feel like, okay, well, just whatever you decide on, just develop
1: the skills to go that way or? Well, I think it's a great point, right? Um, success, life, your career is not usually linear, right? Yeah. Um, and I think it's really, really key where you are having these type of conversations. You know, like um, if you notice here, there's a lot, there's a lot of, uh, even with everything I talked about here, there's a lot of communication outside of you just doing your job, right? The mistake many reps make is that I'm going to buckle down, put my head down, just put the work in. But you want to be communicating with your, all the leadership as much as possible about, you know, your goals and where you want to go because sometimes they can help guide you too, right? They, all yeah. times, m- more often than not, their success is depending on your success, right? So they want to see you succeed and they can help guide you and, and, and have conversations with you to kind of feel you out too. And the reality is, is when they show, when you, when you show you are open-minded, Consistent, driven, flexible, coachable—other opportunities open up in front of you that you didn't think possible, right? And, and I'll give you a real good example. So that, the last company I was with, when, when I when I had started, I was, I was you know doing I was doing all things I, I mentioned earlier. I had operational leaders reaching out to me and say, "Hey, Marcus, would you be open to looking at his operational role?" Like, you know, we see, like, we see how you, um, diagnose, we see how you communicate and diagnose things. Like you're very systematic and analytical and how you break things down. I think you'd be a great plant manager. I'm like, to me, that was like, Oh, that's interesting. Like, let me just yeah. talk about it. Let me just see what that's all about. All right now I dug into it. I looked at my career path. It wasn't really for me, but the point was, is this allowed me to open up some other doors as well by simply like, you know, being open and being coachable. I didn't say no to it. I said, let's talk, let's find out, you know, and as a, as a, Anyone who wants to get promoted, that's really, really vital. And maybe you don't know, and that's okay. If you don't know, that's a a great opportunity to go learn. Like, look at all the departments and all the potential opportunities you can go into and go just seek to learn. See, can you job shop for a day? Can you you do some coffee, you know, some virtual coffee chats? Can you get to know and get clarity, right? And here's the reality. Um, Once you get clarity, things may change too. Life changes, things happen, right? And you, at the end of the day, the worst thing that's going to happen is you think you have an idea of where you want to go, and you go and develop some extra key skill sets, right? And you don't end up going in that role. But now you have these key skill sets, and what's really, really valuable, important here is if you're able to learn how to develop new skill sets, even you don't necessarily use them. This should, you just figured out how to teach yourself how to learn things, and that doesn't matter. What every the more things you te, you can you teach yourself, the more. Flexibility and adaptability you can really have in your own career because there's some people like you know they, they end up being you know in sales and whether they excel or not and then suddenly a new path opens up and let's call it um in accounting just something totally different and now they're a superstar accountant right that's great too sometimes things change people's lives change they, they find something else they didn't realize they're passionate about and that's that's the beauty of a, a career path right it's it's not it's it's not getting so stuck in thinking you know what I need to go to like, you know, this specific linear path. Miles more linear. It just happened that way. But I know many people who go all around, right? Yeah. And it's, it's, it's more as, you know, um, in the Cheryl Sandberg book, she talks about uh, leaning, leaning, in, leaning in, about the, you know, this jungle gym. And that's really what it is. It creates a jungle gym. But have an idea about what role you want to go into and work towards it, but be open. Because sometimes an opportunity may pop up you did not expect, right? And sometimes it makes sense when it does not. So I'll give you another example, right? So about about two and a half years in uh with the company, and uh I was having pretty good success. I was a sales manager at the time. And um I, I had got I got I got an email, I was, was kinda of freaking out a little bit, I got an email from the, the senior vice president of the company. And this is a this is a Fortune five hundred company. So I'm like, oh man, like, okay. Like <laughs> they're like, Hey, can we talk? I'm like, Oh God, like I call my boss, I'm like, I call my boss's boss. I'm like, hey, I got this like email. Like, am I in trouble? Like, did I do something? I didn't know, right? He's like, oh, uh, I, don't, I don't know either. Like, why did you reach it? he didn't know either. I'm like, oh, crap. So I set up a call. I'm like freaking out. I'm like stressed out. And I get on the call with this, this senior vice president. And, you know, we kind of go through normal pleasantries. And he's like, I'm to like, cut to the chase. He's like, we have this opportunity in China. I need you to do what you're doing right now in China. Will you take us promotion? I'm like, wow. I mean, it's a big promotion. It's expat. I mean, my life would have changed a totally different way. Right. To oh, build man, something, yeah. do something. And like, I mean, you know, it would be incredible. Now I couldn't do it with, you know, with my, my, my life situation, my, my, my wife and family, but I share that as an example because when you do the right things consistently and even if you don't get to go for the opportunity, you put yourself in a position to get recruited right? In yeah. a good way, even internally, right? Or externally, you know? Um, but again, it starts with you excelling your role, but being open, right? Because that, that would require totally different skills over there, right? Like cross-cultural leadership in a, a completely different country. Even though I'm Chinese, I never led Chinese people, right? <laughs> I never, I never like worked in a Chinese environment like that in a corporate environment. It's so different, right? So um, I would have pivot, but you know what? If I could have moved, I would have done it in a second, and then figure out the skills from there. But the key is, is just be open and flexible because that was not part of my career plan, but it would have helped me and it would make me better. So, you know.
0: Well, you know, but that's a really good point though is um, also advancement is not all, always just going from like sales rep to sales manager to right. you know director. It may be being, like you said, being recruited to a different type of position or, or even um, like maybe you're at a small company and the skill set that you, you know, acquire mm-hmm. helps you get to a bigger company or, 10%. but even if you're a CEO of a company, it's it, mm-hmm. everything you say is applicable to them as well, because maybe their goal is to get with a bigger company.
1: 100%. You know, there's always something else you can progress towards, right? Like um, in the first company I worked for, I was there for um, six years, right? And I was running a decent sized team. And when I left to my, my last company I was with, it was, um, it was actually a downward like role is what it was right? It was going from leading teams that I built these multi-million dollar operations, running sales and ops. And then now I'm going to be taking a, into, into an individual contributor role, right? Willing yeah. to be taking it, right? And, um, and that was scary, right? Um, but for me, because I, I'm looking ahead, I saw what, you know, with my last company had, you know, I saw the opportunity, I saw the growth, I saw where it could go. I saw also who I could become as a result I developing additional skills. And I'm, I mean, at the time, I was super scary. I made the jump out I was in a comfortable spot. Even though it was a down and roll, it was taking like, like two steps back, but I took five steps forward later on. Like, like if, if I didn't make that move, my life today would be very, very different, right? Like, I have a, I have a really good life right now. It would still been a good life even if I didn't make that move, but it skyrocketed. Every single thing I did in that company multiplied over because of the way companies company is designed, I had more opportunity, I developed additional skills, things that were just different level, right? Like, I mean, the first company had great people, but the caliber of talent and people and leadership about I got to work with my last company made me a better human being, a leader, you know, a person, a father, you know, a salesperson, everything, you know, and that was really important for me. Even though it was a smaller company, I saw the pool I was jumping into, there are some super fast swimmers. And I'm a swimmer, so I'm like, I'm like, okay, this will make me better. This will make me better if I join this company, even though it's a downward roll. It's in a skyrocket me forward by making this leap.
0: I love that you you kind of touched on that. Um, I've actually made the mistake of not doing what you did, and um, and I, it's one of those things that I've tried to you know instill into young reps or even my kids about sometimes making a choice yeah. that seems like a step back if it's in the right direction you want to go in. I mean. Uh, you can get crazy results um and some um, but what's funny you mentioned about the swimming um uh, i've been told by my wife that i I've, that when i swim it's almost like i'm really mad at the water i'm such a bad swimmer it's like i feel <laughs> like
1: fighting the water yeah, yeah. no,
0: yeah. i don't move yeah, It's I almost like i'm on a, a water treadmill i don't really move but i Worth forth a lot <laughs> swim, of effort swimming is hard man yeah. it's
1: hard <laughs> it's hard you know it's hard <laughs>
0: you touched on some really, really good points. And I love um, that even someone that is maybe in a position that they have the vision for like a a linear type of move, um, maybe they can do what you were able to do as far as go up pretty quickly. You use the same skills and the same, um, I guess, tactics, but maybe it's a matter of Mm -hmm. either getting in the right area or, um, you know, maybe just getting with the right company, even if you step back, but you're still advancing.
1: Well, and I think what's really important too, right? Um, Cause it took, it took a lot of faith for sure to make that leap. Um, but it's, it's one of those things where, you know, I'm a little bit of an oddity where you don't really see too many people, st- you know, only work for two companies for 14 years. That's, that's been, yeah, I know. That's wife, un- <laughs> yeah it's, it's not very common anymore. Right. Um, I'm also, su- I mean, I, first of all, I got a little bit lucky, I think. Right. I mean, I was strategic. I made very educated guesses. Right. And they, they worked out for me and that's not the case for everybody, but, you know, when, when I, when I was looking to make that leap, I didn't just like say, Oh, you know what? We could reach out to me. I'm gonna make this leap. It sounds better. I didn't just do that. I was very intentional. Like I literally like, I, 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 literally dug through, like, I mean, first off I mapped out what were the most important things for me for my future company? Like what's really important to me. And it wasn't just like, Because I expected, if it was a good company, they had good compensation, good benefits. I expected, that was like a minimum expectation, right? But I want to make sure, did they have good culture, good leadership? Were they growing? Were they stable, right? What are the people really, really like? What are people, what's their marketplace reputation? What's their earnings, what's their income statement look like? Like I went through income statements, cash flow statements. I was was pouring through, making sure, as much as I can by, by the pure data, that it was, on paper at least a good company good solid company you know yeah. and then i looked as much as possible and then i made the lips i mean i i mean i i also interviewed with multiple people and i dug in deep in every single person right i did my own i called up people that were within the company to get research on internals right to get their feedback if they would recommend it right that were not part of the not part of the interview process because i wanted the real good look of what's it really like to work with this company so all I was doing was I was mitigating my risk, making sure I had all the right data for the best possible decision before I made a leap. And, of course, even after making that leap, I was scared as heck. I mean, <laughs> like I was super scared still because you still don't know. There's always a risk. There's no perfect situation, right? Like, I mean, I'll, I'll give you an example. So I, le- I left, joined the company, super pumped. Day one, I realized I had joined the worst team in the entire region, in the worst region of the whole company. I'm like, oh my God, I just joined the worst team in the whole company. Like, this is not good. <laughs> like, like, and then I uncovered, right, then, other Then fast forward six months, my sales manager quit, my sales directors quit, my VP quit. I'm like, every single person that had hired me that knew my background is now gone. It's now irrelevant what I did before. It doesn't matter anymore now. I'm like, oh boy, like, these new leaders coming in place, I need to make sure I go and showcase my value. Right. So, and so I share that with you because um, not everything's perfect. It's not linear. I got, I got even scared again in six months. So I'm like, oh no, I made a terrible <laughs> Like, yeah. oh boy, like I have to go back now. Like, what, what did I, I, I totally botched this, you know? So, um, it's not linear. You know, you got to be, you got to adapt, you got to go, go the flow and go from there as a result. Super important. Oh yeah. Learn from that, move on. I mean, at the end of the day, right? Either uh, you win or you learn. So you just you take those things that you you messed up on. You learn. You adapt. And you figure out how can you work backwards. Say, you know what? I don't need to do this again, right? What can you do differently? You know.
0: Well, no, I know that. Um, I saw on LinkedIn that um, did did you already finish the book uh, regarding I guess a lot of these t- same things? Or.
1: So um, so I, I actually I wrote like um. Uh, I wrote two books. It's funny because I wrote the first two books years ago, right? Um, but right now, like, I'm, I'm going to rewrite them again, actually. I'm going to re-update them, clamp some of my stuff. It was actually, like, I started a few different companies to change it. So, I'm like, I'm going to redo that book. And then, that'll eventually, eventually launch again. Um, and I'm going to do, a course, I've, I have this other project right now because I'm revamping a whole new program I'm doing. And then, after that, the books, the books are not a big priority to me. <laughs> yeah, no, I understand. <laughs> you know, yeah. So, but, yeah. Well, so was there any?
0: um, I think we pretty much covered all of the.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. That that's some really good information. No, that's all you have to do. Just, just, just. So we talk about that. It. It's, it's really simple, actually.
0: It's time for the lightning round.
1: What's your morning routine? What it is today is now already you started with, okay? But it's really important for me that I prime my state for peak performance every single day. Um, It's success is not an accident right like it's intentional it leaves clues so i wake up every day at five o'clock okay uh, except for a weekend let sleep on weekends but we go five o'clock uh I immediately brush your teeth change i go and do a uh, power 30 minute workout okay and i'll do between it's my home gym i'll do between 360 to 400 repetition, 480 repetitions of a targeted muscle group uh after that i'll shower change uh, i'll go downstairs to my home office i will uh take uh, five, 10 minutes and I'll handwrite all my one, three and five year goals, okay? Uh, super important. So then that's every there, day, you'll do that? Five, every single day, every single day, right? And then, because uh, the mistake people make is they um, they have goals in mind and they review it like, you know, New Year's Day or something, right? So yeah. <laughs> uh, I review it every single day. Um, so I, review, I, I write them all down and then I do five minutes of affirmations, right, to prime my mind. And then from there, uh, I actually, I visualized for about 10 minutes. Now, uh, what I visualize specifically is I actually have, (laughs) you think I'm crazy. So I have what's called a vivid vision. And so what I've done is uh, picture exactly one year from now, if you had achieved every single one of your goals you had set out for for the year, how would that perfect day look like? How would your life look like? How would you feel, right? So I wrote a one year from now exactly Remote. The time I wake up at five o'clock, every single moment how I feel, how my day goes. So it's, it's like I wake up five o'clock. Five o'clock, I feel refreshed and energized. I hop right out of bed, I go and do this, and I talk about just how my day goes. And as in, it's a perfect day, right? From a, when I wake up to when I go to sleep, and then I narrate it and record it, and I play it to myself while I visualize for ten minutes. Oh
0: no, that's interesting. Yeah,
1: yeah. So I'm just, I'm just, I'm future. I putting myself in a future state, right? And then from there, um, I get done with that. And then that's pretty much it for the morning routine. And then that's like an hour and a half just by itself. And then from there, I'll go to my normal morning routine. But I also have an evening routine because I also like to end cap my day um, in control. Because right? you know, you can, you can control the morning. You can control the evening. In between, who knows what happens, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, Who knows? Kids, family, whatever, right? So uh, at night, um, you know, once a kid, uh, kid goes to sleep, I'll go and I'll actually, um, I'll uh, review my goals again for five minutes, one, three, and five-year goals. And then I will uh, write out my gratitude list for the day, my daily gratitude list, what I'm grateful for, three to five things. And then uh, from there, uh, then I'll go and I'll, I'll, I'll meditate. Or I'll, no, sorry, I'll read for i will like 10 minutes. Something non-affection to feed the mind. And then I'll uh, meditate for like 10 minutes and then go to sleep. But ultimately, this primes me to go to sleep. It sets me, so I close my eyes, I'm out, just like that. Um, And then wake up, rinse and repeat. But each routine is very intentional to set me up in in the right mental space, uh, emotionally, physically, mentally, and physically, so I can have the best possible day for myself. Oh, yeah. Well,
0: what about um, like a a favorite quote? Um, Anything that stands out in your mind?
1: Yeah. So uh, my my favorite quote is an Aristotle quote. It's, uh, uh, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence oh. is then not an act, but a habit. And now if you can see behind me, it's actually uh, carved in that um, the, uh, wood carving on my wall. Oh, no way. Oh, wow. Me. Yeah, that was, that was a gift from my, uh, you know, one of my assistants back back when I was in corporate America. Oh, cool. Um, but yeah, I love that quote because, you know, anyone can be great once. Anyone can have one great year, one great month. Um, but those who truly just focus on living a life of excellence, it's part of their habits. And our habits determine who we are, who we become.
0: What about like as far as whether um, like I'm thinking about like a favorite piece of technology, whether it's helping you with what you're doing now, um, or even just like with sales reps in general, anything that stands yeah. out? Yeah.
1: So um, I'm, I'm super simple. Um, so often I'm, before I share what the tool is, I, I find a lot of times people really, people end up um, for, very forgetful. They feel stressed and overwhelmed a lot. Right. And a lot of times because, their heads are full of clutter. They have information coming in them nonstop and they're trying to consume all this, all this information. Whether they're talking with customers, to, uh, to their boss, to other reps, to other people, other departments. So they have all this information in their head. And what happens is, when you have all this information in your head, it stresses you out, right? And you picture it, it's, it's, it's like, you know, it's not, it's not, I don't say it's like, it's, like, it's like garbage, it's more like weights, right? Every time you get information, it weighs you down it weighs you down. And then when you're trying to process it, you don't have a way to process and compartmentalize it. So it makes it super hard to stay organized. In fact, you become more forgetful, right? Like the great idea you had yesterday, you now forgot. Okay. <laughs> so I use, it's simple to, I use Microsoft OneNote, right? And huh. the way I have it segmented out, it's very simple. I literally have a segment out by like, you know, if I was in corporate America, still same concept, but I had for every single meeting, right? So the recurring meetings, that's in there, right? Like for sales meetings, that type of stuff. That's actually in your CRM. You want to keep that separate, right? But this is more so for like overall life stuff, life, business, work. So then you can have every single meeting in there. Any debrief you have consistently, people you just put in there, right? So if it's with your, you know, with your, um, with your boss, your sales director, right, or you know, maybe it's with like other vendors, whoever it's going to be. So this way, you can pick a little notes for different things. And also um, for like an idea area, right? So for example, like um, I, I'm pretty, I post quite often on LinkedIn. I don't just like write the morning of, as I get different ideas, I like get inspired by something. I just open up my LinkedIn note, like, you know, section, toss the idea in real quick. So as I get a little bit of ideas, I just toss it in. So I can just empty it for like, from my brain into one note, from my brain into one note, right? And then later I can process it when I have time. You know, so for example, when I'm mapping out my content for the month, I map out 23 days in advance, right? So I can just take it now. Okay, these days, boom, 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 boom. I just take it from OneNote and I put it in my content calendar, right? I don't need to think it's done, right? All ideas are already in there, right? Because of my OneNote. So this allows me to take data and process it and compartmentalize it in the way I want and grab it when I want. So I don't need to remember it. Right? I just need to go, go to basically, it's like go to like my library of information, I'm like, oh, this is what I need to find out, right? Same with my, all my client calls, client call. I'm not gonna remember what we talked about last week. I don't remember what I ate for dinner last night, okay? So I go, look at my client call, like what we talked about last week. Okay, cool. And now I know what to talk about for this this, this call this week. So it, you can really like, it just helps you stay on top of your game, you right. And also like, if you know, you know, for example, like maybe you're like with your, the with your, with your family and you're like, oh, you know what? I need to talk to my, my client about X as well. I forgot to, I forgot to write that down. Grab your phone, type in real quick, boom. And forget. Now when you're in a call with them, it's right in there. So you have one place to dump your brain, compartmentalize it as a library, and grab it when you need it. And sometimes it's information that you you think it's gonna be important, but you don't know really when to use it. You know? Yeah. It's kinda like, oh you know what? I like the idea from this book. Let me put my business ideas section later I see, like later when I have some time to really process I'm gonna sit and just think about it, right so this allows you just to uh, uh clean your brain up so you have less stress you feel you're more in control and then you, you, can, you can be more intentional about what you do because what happens is when all that junks in your head when you're trying to work on a task you can't focus on a task because you're so focused you have all stuff in your head you're like oh you're like overwhelmed you're like oh what am I gonna work on I have all these ideas versus oh singular focus do this Right, And then you can jump into your OneNote and manage whatever data you need for later. So very simple tool. Um, If if you use Microsoft, you can use also Evernote. You know, that's the same concept. Really, any note-taking app, you can do the same thing. I just like Microsoft OneNote because I I have Microsoft for everything else for all my other other tools. So it makes it very, very easy.
0: Oh, cool. Well, um, what about uh, as far as, do you have any charities that um, you like to highlight to the audience?
1: Yeah, so I mean... I've always been. I mean, I don't say I don't, I don't say I'm big on cancer, but like, uh, you know, American Cancer Society is something I've always, you know, like contributed towards, right? And just it's um, to me, it's important. Like, I mean, I'm I'm a big fan. There's so there's a lot of cancer charities out there, but to me, that's, that's a good one overall. It's it's really for anyone, everyone, right? And I've had family pass away from cancer in the past, so it's it speaks to me more personally, you know, because it's it's cancer, so. That's, that's primarily the one I, f- I focus on.
0: Oh, yeah. It's, uh, and, it, and, like, there's very few families that would not somehow be affected by cancer. Oh,
1: oh yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Well, what about, um, like, a book for the audience, anything that you'd recommend?
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, I'll, I have a few different books, but I'll share um, my overall life book, right? So um, it's it's by Viktor Frankl, Man's Search for Meaning. And it's just um, it's a fantastic book. It, it is about a guy who survived the Holocaust, right? And it's about perspective and you don't have to be a man to read it you know it applies to human beings in general right um of how do you process life having perspective and it's uh, it's a very very powerful book you know that i mean there's, there's philosophy there's life lessons um but really it's um i came across that book uh, after i kept seeing it pop up from always recommending books and i thought it was a very very powerful book very powerful book
0: well man it was great talking to you um i appreciate all the the nuggets on everything and also just a, a good to talk to you about the personal stuff as well
1: absolutely thank you so much for having me on it was an absolute blast from one chan to another yeah <laughs> all right take care all right see ya
0: all right man it was great having marcus chan uh, join us and as i mentioned earlier um, my nickname growing up was chan um uh, as far as for my first name and so it was really cool uh you know talking one chan to another uh, but just make sure you go um, to Marcus Chan's um, profile on LinkedIn or even his website, uh, Vently Consulting. Uh, you can find the links on salesparadise.com there in the show notes. So everybody stay safe out there and really enjoy your job and make the best of it.